We cried so many tears, yet we cherished all the laughter. We lived through the joy, but then we fought through the anger as trust was defiled and hearts became shattered. Emotions so bruised, so beaten and Yvonne Mason with Off the Chain with my co-host Ian Bush and our guest tonight, country music artist Bill Abernathy. He has been with us before. That was his new release, Who Are You, Who Am I? And yes, we will be talking about it shortly along with some other things. Bill was with us when we had this show up several years ago right before my husband died, and we had such a good time, and I told him then that 
he was going to go places, and he's fond of saying, yeah, immediately he went to the store and bought milk and bread. But he also did has been doing other great things, and I am so proud and so honored that he has agreed to spend an hour with us. And this is, this is what he says. Imagine yourself in a small mining town on January 29, 1958. You are in a condemned hospital where a mother is giving birth to her fourth child while her husband, covered in coal dust, from the mines, places the waiting room. This is the beginning of my story. From that condemned hospital, through many changes and challenges, to having my songs played all over the world, this is my story. And he says this, quote, Change always teaches us to be everything we're destined to be. We don't always know what life will bring, what dreams will become reality, what dreams will crash and burn, but one thing is certain. Change is either our friend or our enemy. We choose which. End quote. Bill, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you so much, my friend, for agreeing to come back and play with us. We had such a good time the last time, and I am so sorry it's taken this long to to revitalize this show and get you back. Oh, Yvonne, the honor is all mine. All mine. We, we, uh, as you mentioned, had a great time. Uh, in our conversation last time with you and Ian and I, and uh, I was really looking forward to getting back on the air with you all and uh, having another great conversation. So thank you very much for inviting me. Well, you are so welcome. That song, when I, you know, our friend, our mutual friend, Michael Stober, who keeps me updated on all the new songs that you guys dropped, sent me that song, and I listened to it, and it it touched me. Where in the world? I know you get your song from from different things that happen in your life and things that happen in other people's lives. But where did that one come from? Actually, that song is the answer to that question. So I get asked quite a bit, uh, you know, where music comes from. I think all all music artists do, right? Uh, where where does it come from? Is it just in your head or, you know, what is it? And uh, uh, who are you, who am I is actually an answer uh, to that question, where the music comes from. Uh, it depicts a uh, dream that I've had, a recurring dream. I've had it my entire life, which is, as you know, is relatively long at this point. But uh, uh, I've had this dream, and uh, the dream was of a person uh, shrouded in mist uh, that uh, was beckoning, asking me uh, to go on a journey uh, with her. And uh, uh, over the years, the, the dream kind of evolved, and, and I got a little bit more uh, willing to go with her. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, the song is really uh, the answer to where music comes from because she took me to a place where um, all I could, again, revisit different parts of my life and different episodes of my life where I had uh, very strong emotional reactions to things that had happened to me. And uh, in within those emotions uh, is where uh, the music that I write comes from. So... Um, the answer to your question is, is where does it come from? It comes from a dream. How's that? And it comes through that way. And I think anybody that, that 
has an artistic craft, whether it's music, songwriting, singing, writing, painting, any of the artistic talents that are out there, we have or we should have that dream, that muse, that inner voice that if we just sit down and listen to it, will take us down the path that we so desperately want to go. But most of us are afraid to take it because we play the what if game. Well, what if this goes wrong? What if that doesn't happen? What if? What if? Who cares what if? It's our dream. Yeah, I call that if and or but then, right? So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if that happens, then what and or and what if? And, and you know, it, it, it's, it's a terrible thing, right? We all do it. Everybody does it, right? Uh, but I think sometimes the best thing that you can do is to learn how to get out of your own way. And uh, I think that uh, the muse uh, in this dream, uh, this person in this dream that takes me to all these different places and all these different journeys is really a way for myself to say, get out of your own way, Bill, and just go and see what happens. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a very special song for me. It was kind of uh, enlightening, if you would. I think the the advantage, or let's just say the um, maybe the the hospital you were born in, it being a condemned hospital. I mean, it just it's like all of these things that have happened in your life have led you to a place in your life that the music is so soulful, so personal so endearing that you can't one can't help but making it their own i i was reading an article where you asked some questions on and you told a story about a song that you had written and played at a concert and you were talking to this couple and they said that song reminded them of some things that had gone on in their life and how they'd worked through them yeah, that's uh, those are really really special times, you know, in in a, in an artist's life or in anybody's life, really. When something that you do or something that you write or something that you create reaches out to someone else and means something to them and has some impact on their life, you know, it maybe that it made them laugh or you know, maybe it made them cry or maybe it made them think. And in the case of that particular couple. Uh, if I'm thinking of the right story, uh, uh, they were having uh, a lot of change in their life, right? And, uh, you know, we all do. Uh, it, it's part of life. It is the one constant that we have in all of our lives. Cause nothing is tomorrow is going to be the same as it was today. You know, everything changes all the time. And it's our ability uh, to react and adapt to that change that really gets us where we need to be, you know, the, the song um, uh, you mentioned earlier in the intro, you know, the tagline for my, my tune that's called Changes is, is simply says that change always teaches us to be everything we're destined to be. And uh, again, much, much like the muse, uh, oftentimes uh, we get in our own way and don't understand 
what that change is or we fear that change or we do the what if thing or the if and or but then thing and the next thing we know we've missed out you know we've missed out on a on a big portion of our lives because we were afraid that it was going to be different and uh you know different is good you know different is a good thing so um yeah you just have to learn to to embrace it and that particular couple had taken some of the lyrics uh, of that song and had used them uh, in their personal lives and it, it found some solace that, uh, you know, they're not the only ones that go through struggles. They're not the only ones that have challenges. They're not the only ones um, that are being faced with, you know, mass amounts of change in their life all the time. And uh, sometimes it's just good to realize that you're not the only one out there playing this game, you know, and uh, it helped them. So it was a very special time for me. We're all on a journey. Sometimes our journeys cross section, and sometimes they don't. But we're all on a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it, and it's a fun journey if we learn to just embrace it, right? Yeah. yeah, and and enjoy the change. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's uh, it's there's a, an element of comfort, right? In everything's the same, you know, and and being comfortable with where you are and, and comfortable with what you're doing and all that. But uh, at some point uh, you have to realize that that's not going to last long, you know, and Very uh, good. there's going to be, there's something's going to come and how you're going to react to it, you know, is, uh, is a very cool, very cool way and a very cool thing to think about. Ian, I know you're sitting there. You're, you've got questions. I know you do. So far away, my friend. I was just waiting my turn, you know, you know how I am, I'm respectful, I was letting you guys do your thing, well, hey, man, it's good to hear from you again, I really do appreciate that you came back, and um, like I said before the show, I'm, I'm going to hit you up on that offer, I got song lyrics, and I got a special person that I, I uh, want to send them to, so we got to link up, but focusing on the show, um, who would you say has been your biggest influences, and I'm not speaking musically, but you know, uh, last show we, we talked, you know, I was really impressed with your your intellect and um, I don't know if it's religion or spirituality, you know, I, I don't know which one it is, but you're just a very down-to-earth man. So who kind of inspired you to be who you are today and not musically, like people in your life? And why did they inspire you to be who you are? Oh, uh, that's, that's a really loaded, deep question, and I appreciate that. Um, I... I I've been inspired by a lot of different people, um, but I think the most inspiring person in my life um, that had the most impact on me and taught me the most was my father. Uh, you know, my my dad was uh, uh, he was the guy you know standing covered in coal dust in in the uh, uh, condemned hospital when I was born. You know, he uh, he worked his way through uh, through life. He was born. Uh, in the Dust Bowl of Oklahoma during the Great Depression. Uh, he had to quit school when he was in the eighth grade to support his family, a uh, huge family. I think there was like eight kids. Um, and uh, ended up going into the uh, going into the service in World War II in the 82nd Airborne and uh, jumped into the Battle of the Bulge and was taken prisoner, a prisoner of war, and uh, was in a German POW camp for about six months. Um, and, and, oh, yeah, by the way, he was shot <laughs> at the time. And uh, he uh, 
he got out of that and, and uh, made it back home. Uh, always called himself a fugitive from the law of averages because not many people in the 82nd Airborne in World War II, if you know that history, made it home. I think they had something like a 92% uh, casualty rate. Uh, and so he was really a fugitive from the law of averages. And he, he came back and, and uh, worked in the mines and then started a career uh, with a uh, global company worked his way up uh, into the higher levels of management uh, and leadership in that company, and uh, was a quite successful guy. Uh, all of that, you know, with a, with again an eighth grade education, which is really pretty spectacular. Uh, but one of the things that uh, that he taught me of all the things uh, that he taught me, uh, he had a, a saying that he would say to me, and uh, he would always tell me that uh, if you're willing. If you want something bad enough in life and you're willing to put in the blood, the sweat, the tears, and the toil, you know, we always forget about that because of that band, right? Blood, sweat, and tears. We forget that there's another word there that's toil, right? Going to work, yeah? So if you want something bad enough in life and you're willing to put in the blood, the sweat, the tears, and the toil, you can always find a way to make it happen. Always, right? And, uh, that has been kind of the mantra of my life. Um, you know, when I when I see something that I want or see something that I need, I I always figured out that there's there's some way to make that happen. And uh, uh, it's it's when we quit, you know, when we give up, uh, that we end up not being able to find our dreams and live our dreams, right? And so uh, that that is. Uh, the most inspiring thing uh, that anyone has ever said to me. I was very fortunate that that was sold, told me by my father uh, many times, by the way. And uh, uh, I live that. You know, I live that all the time. You know, I think that uh, if you want something bad enough, you know, go to work, figure it out, and uh, you will find a way to make it happen. You also said something else that. Um, struck me when I was doing some deep diving on you, as you know, I'm I am prone to do, and you and I are a lot of like my my mother and my father influenced me my father more than my mother because he also was not very well educated, but you are a very organized person. Your your mind is organized. And you like things where they're supposed to be, except, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is true for 99% of us that are creative, except when we start having our muse kick in and we're writing, in your case, pieces of lyrics and and runs and notes on scraps of pieces of paper and and books and. And all of a sudden, it becomes organized chaos. Is that a fair statement, Bill? Yeah, it's very true, right? It's very true, you know. So in, in my corporate gig, you know what I did for a living, uh, which, by the way, I'm retired from one year tomorrow. Best year yay. of my life. But anyway, yay. I know. It's spectacular. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and they said, do you miss it? And I said, yeah, I did for about 30 seconds. But uh, – <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, but I do like structure. 
you know, and I like organization and I like everything to be in its place. And, and, uh, you know, I, I just think that, that being disorganized is, is really a way to lose a lot of time. You know, I'm mean, you know, if you got to go hunt for your car keys and hunt for your glasses and I can't find my sunglasses and where's my billfold, you know, all those things, I think just suck the life out of you, you know? So I think that uh, being organized, you know, and having your stuff, uh, where it belongs is key. You know, that's a big deal. That said, um, when you're outside of, of what I call normal life, right, and you're dropping into the side of your life where you're writing music or you're writing books or you're writing screenplays or whatever, you have to kind of operate on a different side of your brain, you know, wow. and it's that creative side, you know, and uh, to try to take uh, the creativity that you've been given, the, you know, the creativity, the creative gifts that you have and try to organize them and lock them in a box just seems counterintuitive to me. And so uh, you're right. Uh, when I'm writing music, uh, it's a mess, an absolute mess. There's pieces of paper, post notes all over the house. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, I kind of, I write them all down and I put them in a box, and, you know, and at some point I get them all out and I start putting it all together a bit like, uh, like a puzzle. But I found that uh, I have to let that creative side go. You know, I just, you know, I, I don't write fast. It's not something that I do. You know, it takes a bit. And uh, so, you know, different ideas, different concepts, they come out. I get them written down or sometimes I send them to myself in a text or sometimes it's a voicemail to myself, you know, those kind of things just at the moment, just trying to capture what it is I'm thinking about. Uh, and you got to let that go, you know, and then uh, at some point, right, you, you look at all that, and, uh, okay, let's write the song, right? Let's take all these concepts and all these ideas and put them into, into a structure, uh, you know, courses and verses and bridges and, you know, all those things. Uh, and and turn it into a song, but I think it's really important uh, to let yourself go. You know, I was watching a uh, actually George Carlin. I love George Carlin, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, he's fantastic. I was watching one of his shows the other day, and he was saying that he thinks that it would be vitally important uh, for every uh, school age kid in the world to have. Three hours of daydreaming every day. Just stare every out the day. window and let your yep. mind go, you know? He was actually um, a little bit out of my generation, but I actually still have his um, his books and his movies and whatnot. And my favorite book actually was about, um, I think it was the one that his wife wrote about him and his lifestyle. And um, do, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know that I'm familiar, so educate me. So, well, no, I'm not going to educate you completely. I have to find the book again because I have too many books, and <laughs> I will, I will go through the uh, I'll, I'll go through the library for you, okay? But no, so it was actually a love story written um, from her point of view about him and like his trials and tribulations and how she stayed with him, even though, um, you know, he had a drinking problem. He had a lot of other uh -huh. issues as well. Um, and honestly, I think when I was reading the book, I saw a lot of me in him because he felt like he was on his own Island of like intelligence and knowledge and like a, a different way of seeing the world. And that's uh -huh. actually what kind of like captivated me about him 
was that even though he thought different, act different, you know, I would say look different too, but that's a little bit judgy, right? He <laughs> still did his own thing. And yeah. so I did. I got addicted to his stand-up comedy and, and all that. So I guess not even looking at my piece of paper that I had questions for you written on, what what is your different to you? What what makes you different than everybody else and makes you unique and special and somebody that, um, you know, if they asked me who you were, I'd be like, oh, he's X, Y, Z. Well, uh, that's a tough question, uh, but I do think <laughs> I've asked that... two of them tonight. I, I, I should yeah, I, I should go to my corner, right, Yvonne? <laughs> I've been cut off for questions I'm... tonight. <laughs> no, actually, I, I like the tough questions, Ian. So I, I really do. I enjoy, I enjoy it because it makes me uh, it makes me think, right? So uh, yeah. Well, and I mean, I really appreciate you, man. I told you before the show yeah. that you know we had a great show a couple weeks ago, and I was really excited yeah. to talk to you again, so yeah. I was I was thinking of the hard ones for you, man. <laughs> that, okay, well, I appreciate that, yeah. Uh, I don't know really what makes me different. Uh, I think that um, there there's some tremendous value into being a singer-songwriter, you know, and, and being able to write your own music and, and really portray your own. Uh, one of the things that, that uh, I get complimented on is the variety of different styles and genres that I use uh, to uh, tell the stories effectively, you know, to, to, to uh, say what I want to say in the songs. And you know, each song's different, you know, and, and uh, I get the opportunity to be able to pick different musical genres uh, to portray the story the, the best that I can, you know. And uh, I think that that's one thing that, that is a little bit different about me uh, because I don't really care um, if it's a, a rock song or a, a Americana song, whatever that means, a country song, a folk song. I don't really care. You know, it's, it's, I have the, because, you know, I'm writing my own music, I have the ability to pick whatever musical stylings and voicings are needed to best portray the message of the song. And uh, that's something that I really work hard at, uh, to find the right spot where that song lives musically. Um, and uh, uh, the folks that listen to a lot of my music, uh, they'll find that it's pretty diverse. You know, I mean, we get played on, you know, rock stations and blues stations and Americana stations and country stations and folk stations. And, and uh, you know, each each song is really different, you know, from a styling standpoint. I just just, just just to use the latest EP uh, that's out there, we kicked uh, we kicked that off with the first single that was more than meets the eye, which is a rocker. You know, it's got screaming guitars and you know all that stuff. And we followed that up with a, a true, what I would consider to be a, a country song, a country Americana type song uh, called uh, "A Thousand Wild Horses." And then we followed that up with a true country song i mean i even played banjo on the song right uh and uh pure country and then we followed that up with uh, the who are you who am i thing which is what i consider to be really a pure singer songwriter you know style of music so uh, i think that's that's one thing that really separates me and makes me a little bit different than a lot of folks is that i don't really care what style I'm writing in. I just want to find the best style to uh, to, sh- to portray the the message of the song the best. 
in my opinion. So with that being said, two of the songs that you mentioned, I have in the queue. Do you want me to play next A Thousand Wild Horses, or do you want me to play More Than Meets the Eye next? Well, it depends on who you want to piss off first. Um, so, uh, let's see. We started off with uh, uh, Who Are You, Who Am I? So, probably the best, the, the next best one uh, would be The Thousand Wild Horses because it, it really talks a lot about uh, what we've been talking about, actually. Okay. So. so, let's do that one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Ron Mason, with my co-host, Ian and Music artist Bill Abernathy, and no, you cannot leave to go listen to his music yet because I will find you. You have to wait until the show's over. Right now, join us as listen to A Thousand Wild Horses. Thank you. 
was A Thousand Line of Horses by our guest tonight, music artist Bill Abernathy. This is Off the Train. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, my co-host, Ian Bush, and, of course, guest Bill Abernathy. Bill, that, when I hear that song, it it stays with me. I, I see so many different things running through my creative mind. And the main thing I see is, to me, it's an allegory because I am I am a free spirit. I am not somebody that can be held down and, and put in a box and corralled. You corral me, you might as well just shoot me. So I see in my mind wild horses, and they're free, and they make their own choices, and they, they live for no one, and... Tell me about this song. I know it's about things that we've talked about tonight. It's about second chances. It's about not paying attention to what others say or think about you to do your thing. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's certainly part of it. You know, so uh, this song, I didn't write this one, by the way. Uh, It was written by a guy named uh, Gary Burr, uh, who writes down in Nashville. And, uh, you know, much like earlier we talked about the song Changes and, and the people came up to me and, and uh, wanted to talk to me about that, how that song had meant something to them. The first time that I heard Gary, Gary's song, A Thousand Wild Horses, I knew immediately uh, that it, it was, it was going to be included on one of my projects. Cause I, I think it's, uh, it's as close to a perfect song uh, as you can get, you know, and it kind of... Uh, I always like to say it met me at a place, you know, just, just the lyrics of the song. I think, I think are fantastic. Um, and, you know, he draws an analogy uh, to the baggage that we all have in our lives. You know, the things that we carry with us, you know, whether it be, you know, a bad time in our life or a, a bad relationship or maybe an addiction or, you know, something uh, in our past that, that we really just can't let go of, you know, and uh, his uh, analogy is that those things in our past, that baggage, uh, is like a thousand wild horses running behind us, hell-bent on running us down, you know, uh, hell-bent on destroying us, you know. And uh, uh, I, the thing that I love about the song so much uh, is uh, the very last verse of that song, right? So he, he draws a picture, right? He draws a picture, and he says, uh, right now, they're just a big cloud of dust. But pretty soon, I'm going to do something stupid like I tend to do, and I let them loose. And if you think maybe you're the one who can save me, baby, this ain't no merry-go-round. It's a thousand wild horses thundering behind me, helping on running me down. I think that that is about as good, <laughs> as good a lyric as could be written, and uh, it's so true uh, because each of us have those. Each of us have those things, you know, that you just can't get past, you know. And if if we can't figure out how to ride them, like he like he says in the bridge of that song, uh, then they're going to run us over, you know, and uh, destroy our lives. So, uh, absolutely beautifully written song uh, by Gary Burr, and uh, means a lot. Means a lot to me. Well, I know I love that. And the other line is um, being branded. And, and when we allow, like you say, our baggage to brand us and to identify mm-hmm. who we are, 
instead of it just being a defining moment, we allow things to define us. We carry that around with us. We we don't leave it in the past and and let it go on about its business. We want to wrap it around us and wear it like a warm coat. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and exactly. I, I kind of pulling that thread of branding. I think sometimes it's hard to delineate what our own brands are versus what other people have branded us. You know, it could be one interaction or two interactions or three interactions with somebody and you could think you're the greatest human being, you know, since sliced bread, but they will, you know, label you as whatever. And so I think, I think the hardest thing is to go through life trying to figure out what your brand or your label is and, you know, not conforming to it, but definitely accepting it. I think that's um, something that I've been dealing with um, from a really young age. And I know we joke about it a lot on the show that you two are a little bit more seasoned than me. Right. But, um, you know, as a young man, it's hard, especially in today's culture to drown out all the other voices of what people think you are and know who you are, you know? We have a lot more influences, social media, yada, yada, yada. How do you feel about that? Uh, it, it, I was laughing. I was laughing under my breath. Oh, no, he's laughing at me, Yvonne. No, no, Oh, goodness. No, I'm laughing. No, I know. I'm just playing with you. I'm trying to bring no, humor. I, yeah, if you're too no, serious just, on this show, people start to tune away, right, Yvonne? Oh, like, they're like, right, nope, yeah. too serious. I need yeah, some. Well, I need some Ian humor. That's his position <laughs> in, this, in, this, uh, in this relationship. Yeah. Actually, I'm actually Ian on uh, on my very next project uh, that I'm currently writing, uh, and I'll I go into the studio to record it after the first of the year. Uh, there is a song on there that actually talks about what you just said, and I, I think it's, it's something that goes on in our society today. Uh, where we're really concerned uh, about the impression uh, that we give to other people and the impression that we have on other people and how we're perceived by other people. And uh, um, uh, uh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, of that thought. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm kind of me. And uh, if people don't like it, you know, great. You know, if they do, great, you know, um, but I'm not going to allow that to really affect me so much. But actually, Ian, uh, the working title of the song is What Would the Neighbors Think? So, yeah, I think. That, <laughs> I like uh, that. Keeping yeah. up the Robinsons, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, but that's the that's the thing is that you say you don't like that. But no offense, you're just one person in the ecosystem of the world, man. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. You have to have people like Yvonne and I who back you up, who have the platform, who have the voice to say, yeah, you know, labels don't mean anything. Like whoever you define yourself as or what you are is who you are. It doesn't matter if somebody thinks that you are X, Y, Z, A, B, C. You know what I mean? Like – yeah. How do you yeah. use your voice to push that narrative? Right. Perfect. We're saying the exact same thing, right? So I think that if you're if you're good with who you are, right, uh, and you're good with what you think and what you know, right, then you shouldn't allow a lot of external influences to affect you until you realize that you're wrong. 
or that you need to learn more, right? Or you know maybe. But, but don't they affect you? Whatever. Have they ever affected you in your career? Other people's opinions and thoughts and labels. <laughs> I should send you some of my reviews, right? So you know, yeah. uh, I, I don't post the other ones. I only post the good ones, man. You know, I so, only post you know. the good ones. <laughs> I like yeah, that. we don't post yeah. negativity here, ladies and gentlemen. We just post yeah, the things right. that you know. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna have to take that in, into my own yeah. career. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, not everybody likes what I do. You know, not not everybody likes my songs. Not everybody gets them. Not everybody, you know, appreciates you know the versatility and all that stuff, right? Um, a record label, a record label told me, "We'll sign you if you'll make ten songs that sound just like that one." Well, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's not who I am, right? So uh, I think that you have to be strong in who you are. And understand who you are. I believe here's my naive, uh, naive naivety. Is that the word? Anyway, naive, I'll practice naive. that one before the. Yeah, I'll practice that one before the next interview, right? No, I it's okay. If, you can make up whatever yeah. you want on off chain. Okay. We, yeah, we do it all the time, right, Yvonne? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll call it artistic <laughs> yep. license tonight, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I think that people understand when you're true to yourself, when you are really you, when you are are not trying to be something else, when you're not trying to fool people, when you are just honestly you, right? And to me, um, that those are the people that I like to be around. Now, they may be a little bit weird. They may be a little bit different, you know, than, than normal, I guess, whatever normal is, yeah? But uh, – it's the authenticity of of the people that of people that really I like, you know, and uh, you know uh, I'm not big on conforming, you know, to to social norms and and all that stuff. I, I just don't see it as a value add. You know, you're going to end up uh, with a society that's all very similar, and how how boring is that going to be? You know, you need the weird people. You need the people that are free thinkers. You need the folks that. Uh, you know, are willing to stand out from the crowd a little bit, you know, and away from the crowd a little bit. And I think that that's, uh, uh, that's one of the key elements to society, and it's certainly one of the key elements to music and, and artistic stuff, right? Uh, there are tons of people that can play just like Eric Clapton, tons of them, tons of people that can play just like Eric Clapton, but Eric Clapton was the one that did it first, and that's what sets him apart. See what I mean? And and when somebody calls me weird or strange, I say thank you for the compliment. But yeah, yeah. Well, by the way, you are a little bit weird. You are a little bit weird and strange, but yeah. And I love it. There's two choices that we have in life. We can either be part of the crowd and get lost in the crowd, or we can stand out from the crowd. And everybody knows who we are. Well, I can promise you this. When I leave this earth, everybody's going to know I've been here. Good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to know I've been here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. I've already I've already talked to Yvonne about this. I'm all like, once you're off this earth, off the chain will still be around because I will make sure of it. Now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that is a threat, yeah. people. You, It will be around. Oh, and that's the other funny yeah. thing, too, talking about going to the beat of our own drum and whatnot. I've lived like that too. Do you think, and again, not trying to be ageism, right? I know you guys are a little bit more seasoned than me. 
Do you think it's easier for... Well, we revel in that, Ian. You don't have to keep apologizing. Right, I know. You you guys enjoy that the young buck is still around and asking questions. <laughs> and yeah, I get it. I still take you guys out to breakfast. I call you on Sunday, tell you I miss you. I know, I know. I got it, you Okay, I got it. I haven't forgot about you yet, all right? No, but do you believe that um, in your generation it was easier to stick out and more accepted than the younger generation? Or do you believe it's vice versa, uh, where the younger generation is – it's easier for us to stick out and be different and more, I guess, socially acceptable? Who cares about socially acceptable at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. But you get what I'm saying. Do you think yeah. it was easier during your time or my time? Well, I don't think it's ever easy, you know, regardless of what generation or what time, right? Um, you know, there, there have always been historically – there have always been people that stood out from the crowd, you know? Um, you know, some of them are the great political leaders, for example. Uh, some of them are the great society leaders. You know, the, the folks that, that uh, stood out during, um, you know, the, the marches of the 60s, you know, the, and, uh, you know, the race relations and all that stuff, you know. So there, there are always people that are willing to stand up and stand out. And uh, is it easier now than it was then? I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. I think that uh, – you know, the ease of doing that is never easy. You know, it's never easy to be different. Uh, but uh, it depends on how how much you own what you really believe in, you know. So, you know, I, I, just as a personal example, you know, I always thought that I was born out of time a little bit. I, I should have been in, in my late teenage and, and uh, early 20 years during the 60s because that's my thing. I love the 60s. I think it was great. There was great music, you know. People had uh, uh, the opportunity to say what they meant and, uh, you know, get their music out and, and you know, really have strong messages in, the, in their music. And, uh, uh, you know, plus I love the whole hippie lifestyle, and if I could still wear bell bottoms without people laughing at me, I would. You know, I mean, that's who I am, right? But uh, that was a joke. You're supposed to laugh, right? Uh, but... Yvonne, what's bell bottoms? No, I'm exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wore bell bottoms. I know what he's talking about. Oh, God. there you go. There ain't nothing hotter than a, than a, than a gal in bell bottoms and a, and a, a tube top, man. It just doesn't get any better than that. But anyway, well, um, it's, and it's funny you say that too, because I was I was the kid in like you know the 2000s that went to school during the summer in a leather in a leather jacket. Like I was that kid, long hair leather jacket and they're like man it is 80 degrees outside i'm like yep but i got my leather jacket (laughs) so i I feel that even when i got to be an adult like um when i was on the fire department they would they would make fun of me because uh you know they knew that leather jacket was there there was a cigar a cigar cutter and a lighter just waiting didn't matter what call we had i'm like yep today's a good day like man, yeah. that's your signature. <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your signature? And I'm My sorry, signature. I I kind of interrupted your your original thought. But like, once you finish your thought, could you answer what your signature is to the to Well, the you know, Ian, Ian, I'm old, and now I've forgotten what my thought was. Right? So, yeah. Yvonne, no, Yvonne, go to the scribes. Did we write down <laughs> what his thought was? So you're talking about bell bottoms and how you still wear them. 
if, yeah, yeah, uh, if you could. Yeah, I would uh, because I think that that uh, you know that that's that's a good spot. That's a good place for me, you know. Uh, and I think that you see that through society. I mean, even in say when you were in high school, right? You know, everybody that had the cliques, right? There were all the cliques. There were the jocks, and then there were the smart kids, and then there were the hippies, and you know, and whoever else, right? Uh, I didn't really fit in any of those, right? But I I, I was friends with people in all of them, right? So I, I I think that it's the key is to figure out who you are, right, and be comfortable in that and be confident in that. And and if you're a little bit different, you're a little bit different. Everybody's different, right? Uh, but uh, I have always found myself kind of drawn drawn to the people that are maybe a little bit more different than a little bit. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, That's a little bit more either. different than a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the strange folks. And Yvonne, you know? you know what doesn't make sense? Why are we already at the 10-minute mark? Because our hour always goes by fast. and, and because uh, <laughs> Yvonne, bring him back. Third time. He will, he will be happy to come back, I'm sure, won't you, Bill? I would love to come back and do this all over again, so, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'd like it. I'd like it when uh, when I like it when Ian has a script and a whole bunch of questions and he doesn't get to ask them. That's funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's every night. What are you talking about? It's always ladies first. How dare you? <laughs> no, I wait. I wait very patiently, and then I wait. I wait for my cue, and Yvonne says, "Ian, I know you got some questions." And I'm like, oh, "It's my turn to shine." And then I ask my question. That's my moment to shine. I respect it. That's, yeah, that's what a good co-host does. Yeah, what I there you go. do is I, I want to launch your new album when it comes when you yes. get through recording, you get ready to to put it out there. I want to launch it on this show because I don't, I forgot to tell our um, listening audience that we have hit yet another milestone. We have a new country listening to us. We're now heard in Guinea. Very cool. And where? Guinea, which is like in New one Guinea? of the Afri- not New Guinea. It's just plain Guinea now. It's one of the African countries. I mean, we're heard what? in South Africa, New Zealand, and in Australia, and the Philippines, and Japan, and Russia, and the Czech Republic, and we're heard all over the world. But Guinea popped up today, so I said, okay, we'll take it. Very cool. Very cool. Congratulations. We'll take it. <laughs> Yvonne, that's so terrible. Any other new right. countries want to come on? We'll take them. <laughs> we'll take them. <laughs> that's so terrible. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll tell Michael when you're ready to launch your new album, we will bring you back on. And, of course, we'll do this for an hour, and then Ian will get all in a tither because we get to the – six-minute mark, and he's still got a thousand questions to ask, and they're not going to get asked tonight. <laughs> it's not fair, Yvonne. It's not fair. <laughs> well, we don't See, have to I'm... wait for the new album, Yvonne. We can do this anytime. So. Oh, oh okay. you're so sweet. <laughs> you really are. You're so sweet, man. Like, I was so excited to talk to you tonight. I'm really glad you came around again. And you know, you guys you... are fun to talk to, Yeah. You do know that once the showing goes in dark, guys, I'm going to put it up on your fan page so that other folks can hear it. 
and can hear the, the new music. No, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot go now and hear the rest of this album. You have to wait till we're through because you might miss something. We only got five minutes left. We're, we're at the end of the hour. Um, next Monday night, author Linda Zern will be on. On Tuesday night, author Neil Ricky will be on. The following Monday night, my friend and founder and editor of Be Unique Magazine, who I write for, will be on. And then I am working on a special for the 30th. I'm thinking, and Bill, I think you have some new Christmas music that Michael Stover sent me. And what I'm thinking about doing is all the Christmas music that Michael has sent me from all of my indie artists that he sends me. I'm just going to build a show around that music and just play that music for an hour. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. And that'll that'll let folks know, yeah, y'all do. They do do. And, yes, all of y'all know I hate Christmas, but I got to take care of my people because I love my (laughs) indie artists. They are amazing. They have been a supporter of this show for years. They're more than willing to be willing to come on and, and, and sit down and just have a conversation. And, Bill, I appreciate that so much, my friend. It has been an amazing hour. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, as I, I said before, you guys are a hoot. You guys are fun to talk to. So uh, you ask great questions and, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. But we're not like any other interviewer, I can guarantee you, because we don't have a standard set of questions we ask. We talk about anything. <laughs> Which makes Yvonne, I already crinkled up my theory. piece of paper of questions and threw it behind my shoulder. <laughs> I knew it was just game over after a while. So. Yeah, well, you know, uh, before the interview, I did have an extra cup of coffee just because I knew what was coming. Just saying. Gotta be oh on top of the game. <laughs> you, you, know. you jived up for us. Hey, I'm not trying to steal you. Not trying to steal your line, but what 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 do you want to what do you want to leave with the listeners tonight? What's your words of wisdom? Uh, well, I think that uh, Yvonne's going to play one more song. Is that correct, Yvonne? Well, I would accept it'll it'll that she's going to kick us off in about three minutes. So I'm going to save that song for the next time I bring you on. Oh, okay, all right. Well, then we'll just we'll just go with uh, the. No, no, no. We we'll just go with the tunes that we played tonight. So. Uh, I think that it's important in life to, to know who you are, right, and, and know what you have and know what you carry with you and, and who your horses are. I, I remember uh, in the middle of the recording session uh, for A Thousand Wild Horses, I got a text, and uh, the text was from somebody in my past that uh, it was not a, a positive thing. And uh, I looked at that, and I thought, man, I don't really need to deal with this crap today. And then it occurred to me. It occurred to me that it's just another one of those horses, man, that you either got to learn how to ride it or you're going to let it screw up your day. And uh, uh, I think that that's a great, uh, a great thing to think about, you know, when things come up and, and, you know, you get that phone call or you run into somebody or something happens, right? Just to remember that, you know, it's just another one of those horses. You just got to learn how to deal with it and, and recognize it for what it is and, and move on in life. So, uh, again, I wish I'd have written that song, uh, but uh, I'm pretty, I'm very fortunate that I got the opportunity to play it and record it. So, great song. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to run out of time. I want to thank my guest, 
Bill Abernathy. He's always a wonderful, wonderful guest for spending an hour with us. I want to thank my co-host, Ian. I am your host, Yvonne Mason. This is Off the Chain. Join us next Monday night for Indiana Linda Zern. And ladies and gentlemen, go and look up Bill Abernathy. Download his music, buy his music, and support him because he's not going to do any more live shows until April, May, and June of next year. We will get into that when we have him back on board with us and talk about his gigs. But he's going to hang around the house until after the silly season. So support this man. Play his music. Share his music. Talk about him because he is one amazing artist. Until next week. This is Yvonne Mason with Ian Bush and Bill Abernathy. I want to tell you both good night and thank you so much for spending an hour with us. Thank you very much, Yvonne. It was fun. Night, y'all. Love y'all. Good night. Love y'all. Bye. Good night. Good night, everyone.